5: Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlamagne, the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Lauren LaRosa is our guest host. And we got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Miss uh, former Ohio State Senator Nina Turner. Welcome. Um, It's good to be home. Welcome back.
6: Yeah. How you feeling? Wrong.
5: You look amazing, man. Thank, Thank
6: you. Can I get up? The, yes, yes please, please up. do. Hey. Uh-huh.
5: I just
6: want
5: to let you know, Charlemagne threw shots at everybody because of you. He One of the producers came back and was like, "You know, Nina Turner's here, and she's looking amazing." Yeah. And Charlamagne was like, "Well, that's because she's in the gym and she eats well." That, hey, that wasn't a shot le- at nobody. Listen,
6: a shot at. No- Let me give a shout out to my trainer, Derek Doddell from DDT. Derek Doddell training in Cleveland, Ohio. The there moment, you go. helping Help him be coded together. Absolutely. Baby, it is, Lauren. Is it all right? Oh, t- is it? Is it all right? What made you want to go down
0: Nasty that path look. of you know getting right physically?
6: Help, because we need it. Yeah. You know, you talk a lot about mental health, mm-hmm. and it's all—it all goes together. Mental health, physical health, the endorphins you get, and I ain't want to hurt nobody, Charlamagne. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I got to get in there. My trainer is also a, a boxer too, so I get on the bag a lot okay. too, DJ. And I picture all kind, Lauren, all kinds of faces. Mm-hmm.
5: That's to, the best way to do. Ain't trying yeah. to hurt
6: nobody. Yeah, you got
5: aggression out. Yeah, yeah. take the energy out on yeah, that. Just a little bit. How Absolutely. often do you train? Absolutely. How often do you work out? Every day?
6: Almost every day. Yes. Yeah, has your eating changed? Six, oh. 70% of it is what you eat, and he tells me that all the time. So, now, I had gotten smaller than what I am now, and he was a little concerned about it, so he mm-hmm. did tell me to go eat some fried fish and french fries. <laughs> <laughs> Get that back up, because cause I, had, I had lost my sister girl. Okay. You know, and you he, can so lose so he too much. How, like, but mean? he was joking, I mean, he was just saying, hey, you, you, you you're getting a little too small. So he's a good trainer. It's not just about, it's about how you feel. He knows each and every one of his clients in a deep way. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. He knows when you're not feeling right. He knows when something is, Every single client, not just me, and wow. I think that's a special gift. He is a gifted man. I'm going to have to bring him the next time I come. Absolutely, people have
5: bonds okay. with trainers that that a lot of people don't see because they yeah. have that time and they're yeah. there for an hour or two hours and they're talking not just about training but about life as well. it's and- holistic. Exactly.
6: Everybody. So as we, I know everybody's going to be eating, you know, from Thanksgiving through New Year's, but we got to keep it together and esp- Every. This is for everybody, but especially Black people because we go through so much. Correct. And your your health is ultimately your wealth, mm-hmm. and it is spiritual, it is physical, it's mental, it's all of that stuff. But working out, it's not just about weight loss or toning; it's psychological too. It keeps you sharp.
0: Well, I'm glad because you know uh, next year is a presidential election year, Ooh, and boy, it's gonna be a lot like of it. stress
6: on everybody. Yeah, you said Biden shouldn't win, Char. I mean, shouldn't run? Shouldn't, shouldn't run. shouldn't run?
0: He ain't gonna win, but anyway, you said he shouldn't run. Yeah, I mean that's but that's why I think he shouldn't run because yeah. he's not going to win. He's not gonna win. You know.
5: So what does that mean? I wish
6: wish he would just run in the primary. Can we just start with the primary? At least run in the primary. Break that down. Explain. Because we have a primary that the DNC is refusing to acknowledge Mm -hmm. because both parties, when you have an incumbent, they pretend like, competitors don't exist. Mm-hmm. Primaries are for us to have a robust debate about, about ideas. And if, in fact, the incumbent is the strongest candidate, then that will come out in the wash, too. It's mm-hmm. kind of like training. Absolutely. Why not? You got Marianne Williamson running as a Democrat. You got Jen Yuger running mm-hmm. as a Democrat. You got Dr. Cornell West running as an independent. I think Dr. Cornell West and also uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. should be on both stages. But minimally, they should be on the Democratic stage. And then you got Congressman Dean Phillips, who has jumped in the race running as a Democrat. If your ideas are all that, then debate them out in the primary so that things can come out in the wash so that you're ready for the main event. But the Democrats have decided they don't want to do that. And so now they have anointed Biden as the heir apparent. Just because you the incumbent don't mean you entitled mm-hmm. to a second term. And that's him or anybody else. That that that, that goes for me mm-hmm. or any other politician. You got to earn the vote each and every time. So well, what would you if,
0: say to people who say none of those people you named have a chance in hell to win?
6: Well, they won't have a chance in hell to win if people don't know that they're running. Mm-hmm. Right. And the media is very important. And that's what I love so much about the Breakfast Club because you guys give audience to everybody. Republican, right. Democrat, Libertarian, No Party, Rock and Roll, you know, R&B, whatever you, however you rolling. Because people need to know those other people are running, and if people want to know why governors are not running right now, you know, like the governor of California who just debated uh 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 DeSantis, DeSantis in in Florida, well, he's not running because he needs to play the game so he can be ready for twenty twenty eight. If he runs or any of these governors run, they see they don't have the courage to buck the system to say that we are in peril. 17 polls have shown President Biden losing. Now I get it, polls are snapshots in time, but this is turning into a Polaroid picture. I know I'm, I'm dating myself now, but this snapshot is becoming more than a snapshot, it's becoming a very clear picture. Most Americans do not want to see a rematch between President Joe Biden mm-hmm. and pr- former President Donald J. Trump. Those confident. are the facts. Yeah.
5: That's scary, though. You know, first of all, I just want to say Polaroids are back in. My daughter asked for okay, all for Christmas. Yeah, okay. I'm right. It's a now. Oh, it's a vibe yeah, it's, be be now. Be oh, it's a vibe. But, but I, you know, know, that's very scary. When you have everybody, politicians, regular people saying that they don't have faith in Joe Biden. What does that mean? Are people going to go out or are we just going to give this to Donald Trump?
6: It's not giving, though, DJ. It's, not, it's, it's a competition. So I need people to understand this. Politicians are not owed anything. I need to come and ask you for your vote. I need to lay down what I did for you. You know, as as Ms. Jackson asked in one of her songs, What Have You Done For Me Lately? Mm -hmm. You don't owe me as the politician. I owe you. Mm -hmm. And to think that President Biden is the best or the only thing that we have, he ain't the savior. You know, and I would say this about any candidate. Everybody knows I rock with, you know, I rocked with Senator Bernard Sanders, who is, you know, supporting uh, Joe Biden. I, for me, it's what are you doing for my people? What are you doing for the people in the hood where mm-hmm. they misunderstood? What are you doing for working class people of all backgrounds in this country? You let the shadow president, you know, uh, hijack your bill back better. We ain't built back nothing better. Mm-hmm. Then you got billions of dollars to send over the war. Janet Yellen, the secretary, the, tre- the Treasury secretary, when she was asked, can we afford, we Americans, afford two wars? She said, oh, yeah, we can afford it. So if we can afford two wars, then we could afford the to, to keep the enhanced child tax credit. Okay. If we can afford two wars, then why don't y'all go ahead and cancel all student debt and then put a mechanism in place so that kind of debt doesn't happen to, to college students again. Mm-hmm. If we can afford two wars, then baby, we can afford universal health care. If right. we can afford two wars, then damn it, black people want their reparations. Mm. That's right. That's all I'm saying. Hey, charity starts at home and spreads abroad. I'm not saying don't help any of our allies, but we got people dying in the streets of Mm -hmm. America right now for the lack of resources. But they got the pure, unadulterated gall to say we ain't got money for domestic issues. What about domestic uh, tranquility? That's part of it, too. Mm -hmm. So people fed up, DJ. They just, all they gonna say, I don't think people are going, I know there's a poll that says that about 22% of black people are gonna go over to Trump. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. But I think most people are just not gonna vote. Yeah. yeah,
0: I, I say, I, okay. go ahead.
4: Question for you. Um, do you feel like, though, because of the people that you mentioned, like the Cornell S's and other people that are running on that side, they don't have, the, the, the platform is not there. And as sad as it is, people don't, a lot of stuff you're talking about, people go and vote just because of who they're hearing about on social or who has the biggest campaign. So what's the real, like, what, what do they do? How do they even get next to how, Biden has the platform? He's the president right now.
6: Well, the incumbent is always going to have the upper hand. That's the system but we live in a time where baby, you can Google everything. I mean, people got to study to show themselves approved, but media is a powerful force. And you all know that because you hold a modicum of power. To the extent that mainstream media continues to lock out these people, Lauren, then you're right. Most people may never hear them. I think Dr. Cornel West has somewhat of an advantage because he's an internationally known uh, philosopher, you know, uh, international known intellectual. So a lot of people cross generations definitely know Dr. Cornel West. Now, they might not get to know that he's running for president, but he's running. And the same for all the other people. I think Congressman uh, Phillips may have an advantage because he is a congressman. he got that fancy title right now. But... The, the mainstream media is not supposed to be calling these politicians. They're supposed to open up the airways for everybody and let the games begin. Let's compete for this for this stuff. So it is shameful that that is not happening. I think,
0: you know, what's interesting to me, uh, Senator Turner, is people are using logic for illogical times, right? Because mm. even when you bring up yeah. the polls, people will say, well, you know, the polls aren't always accurate. It's not even just the polling. He's polling terribly against a man <laughs> who has 91 criminal charges, four indictments, two impeachment. It shouldn't be close. It shouldn't be close. A man who said he wants to be a dictator. Right. It shouldn't be close. close. That's why people are like, maybe you need to step aside. That's why David Axelrod is saying, hey, maybe you need to step aside. We can't risk it.
6: And not be selfish. I think for both of these men, they can run. Right. We know age is a factor, but I think mm-hmm. age is connected to economics, how people are feeling about their personal economies. Mm-hmm. I know that the system, you look at the stats and they'll say, oh, the economy is doing better. But is it doing better for big mom? Is it doing better for big daddy? Mm-hmm. Are they feeling it? Because the economy, the, the measures that we use to say that our economy is healthy is based already on a rigged system. In other words, the system leans toward those who have the greatest wealth. But if Big Mama and Big Papa can't afford the eggs or the gas, or everything is going up, then damn what the numbers say on paper, we need to know what is happening for them in their real lives. Now, the point about the, 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 the polling, again, snapshots, we get it. But unless Democrats make some real deep-seated changes, all them polls can't be wrong. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like dropping breadcrumbs. It's telling us something. And so both of those men can run, right? They are allowed to run. I won't say that they don't shouldn't have the ability to run but i think it's selfish that they are running in other words that's the best we can do in this country is to have a rematch between two mm-hmm. presidents that most americans do not want and even democrats if you look at president biden most democrats do not want joseph r biden as the candidate so he's not the only one he's the only one that the system is elevating in such right. a way that it's locking out other people who would be logical choices to run and then you got a few courageous people who have been in this studio who mm-hmm. I just named who are out there and saying damn that I'm running anyway. Who would you like to see? Well, me actually, but uh Word. I put that to the <laughs> side. Word. You know ain't nobody better, but uh I'm not running right now. Um I'm I love Dr. Cornell West. I think he got the moral courage and the moral fire right now. And then my other choice, if I could vote for two people, for the people that are running right now, would be Marianne Williamson. Those Absolutely. two mm-hmm. are out there doing the daggone thing. And Dr. West has definitely made the requisite sacrifices to be running in this race. But Lauren's point is well taken. You know, he he won't get, he. well, I won't say he won't get the oxygen. It's just going to be harder. To I think get.
4: it's positioning.
5: Yeah. does think it, does think that, that
4: matters.
6: I was
5: going to ask you, does it bother you, like what Lauren said, where people are so stuck in a way of, I'm born Democrat. I vote Democrat. I'm born Republican. I'm a vote Republican. I'm not voting uh, Independent because that's the way that I've been doing it. My parents been doing it. My grandparents been doing it. And it's kind of like we're stuck in that zone. I know. I know a lot of people that just go to the thing, like Democrat, 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 Democrat. Don't even know who they're voting for. Just right. Democrat all the way down the board. Or especially Republican judges. D- judges exactly. really get a
6: free pass, and they're the main ones we need to check out because they got the ability to to keep you out free or lock you up no it does bother me but when you know better you should do better Mm -hmm. you know there's a scripture in the christian bible where paul said you know when i was a child i did childish things right right. it's time for us to grow up and do the research we have more technology at our disposal than any other generation so it really is it's no excuse i used to do that mama say vote for so and so and so i'ma vote but then i matured and i started to do the research and now it's not that hard so yes DJ, it does bother me that people are just going, just just flapping in the wind instead of doing the study and then asking these politicians, really, what have you done? Not that you like them, not that you want to have a beer with them, not that you would club with them, because I like like a lot of people, but what have you done with the power that you have to change the conditions for the people who suffer the most in this country? If you haven't done anything, then why am I voting for you? And the people say, the lesser of the two evils. Well, you know what? Sometimes people just gonna throw up their hands and say, damn it, I'm just gonna vote for straight up evil. Because I already know lesser to evil ain't getting me nothing, so I might as well go for the for go all the way and just right. go for evil.
0: Do, do you think uh Palestine and Israel is gonna have a real impact on um President Biden? Because I hear a lot of people in Michigan, especially Muslim Americans in Michigan, say they ain't not rocking with them, they oh, not yeah. voting for no, them, they not is. showing
6: up. Yeah. Like it will, and I don't think people are gonna change their minds. Now, if we haggling over Medicare for All and you, you don't do it, then I may just go ahead and vote for you anyway and keep fighting you to try to mm-hmm. get it. But now we're talking about the slaughter of innocent people Mm. in Gaza. Let's talk about the slaughter of of Palestinian people in the West Bank. That's not even talked about a lot. But you got eighteen thousand people dead. Mm. You got about forty-two thousand or so people maimed or injured. You got sixty percent of the Gaza has been just blown up. So imagine being a son or a daughter or a person from Gaza. Imagine being a Palestinian. And if you live, what do you have? You know, I saw a picture of a of a of a. She probably was five or six years uh, old, a Palestinian young girl. She's shaking like a leaf. Mm traumatized that's trauma Mm -hmm. and if you have children or you know somebody who have children imagine that that was your children oh yeah the middle east is going to be blood is on the hands of the united states of america there's a law called the leahy law and in that law that law was put in place in 1996 the law says that we in america should not be given funds to military operators who we know are violating human rights Just slaughtering innocent people to get at Hamas, I think, is a violation of human rights. You got Netanyahu in 2015 said that under his watch, under his watch, there would never be a Palestinian state. So now, how as a Palestinian, then mm-hmm. what, what am I going to do with that? Mm-hmm. If we take Hamas, yeah, evil, vile, what they did, uh, immoral and illegal under international law, let's deal with that. But 18,000 Palestinians dead, 42 or so thousand maimed and injured. Their entire world is is in rubble. If we don't have a ceasefire, how are we ever going to get to peace? And then the mental impact on the people who survive on what just happened Mm -hmm. to them. That girl shaking, that baby shaking, is many like her. What is she going to think growing up? You Mm -hmm. think she going to be in love with the system? No, she's not. Mm -hmm. And so to keep Israelis safe, Palestinians got to have self-determination. Mm. To keep Palestinians safe, Israelis got to have self-determination, but they do. They control the water, the electricity. So we're not looking at this in a way that's very holistic. The UN has said, this. you know, don't do this. Many of the human rights organizations across the world said, don't do this. All I want to know is how many people got to die mm. before we realize that you can't war your way to peace.
0: Mm. Yeah, uh, you know, Senator Bernie Sanders was on this weekend, and he said that uh, we have to stop giving uh, I- I- Israel a blank check
6: without condition.
0: Yeah, kill, we have to stop giving them a yeah. blank check for so they can stop killing innocent, you know, uh, civilians and, and children. And I feel like, man, why aren't people talking about that more? Like that point, because everybody was focused on him saying we can't have a permanent ceasefire with people who want permanent war. You think well, it, you think I, it's justified? Look, the, I, the flack he's getting, the backlash so he's
6: getting for that. Some of this stuff is incongruent. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm with the senator on don't just give Israel or any other country just a blank check. If we paying for, you know, my mama say, I paid I paid for this. You Mm -hmm. live in my house. I pay everything. So you're going to do what I say do. Mm -hmm. You know, the same thing applies here. If America took a moral position on this to say, you know what? I get it. What Hamas did was rotten, evil, wicked. Hey, go after Hamas surgically. But there comes a point where there are too many bodies laying in wake. How many more bodies? I just want How many more bodies is it going to take? So, although I under, I appreciate Senator Bernard Sanders saying don't just give Israel a blank check, but at the same time, the senator doesn't want a permanent ceasefire. So, how do we get to permanent mm-hmm. peace? At some point, people got to stop the shooting and the bombing. Mm-hmm. And most of those bombs are coming from Israel. They in our name. Mm-hmm. Those bombs are made over here. It's our money. So we are culpable for the deaths of the Palestinians. And you know what? It's not only going to impact you and you and you, I me. Mean, it's going to impact our children, our children's children. children. Mm. See, now you messing with my stuff now. Mm. And all the mm-hmm. money that we send over there, whether it's over there or in the Ukraine, is less money that I, that we have to have universal health care, canceling student debt. You know, name the things that we need. Water systems. Hell, Flint, Michigan still got dirty water. The Democratic Secretary uh, 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 Attorney General in Michigan dropped the case. So now you got people who live in Flint who just got to live with it. And I can go on and on and on. What are we going to do on the domestic side of the ledger? And Israel certainly is our ally. Israel has a right to exist. Israel has a right to protect itself. And what about the Palestinians? Because I learned in math, you know, what you do on one side, you got to do on the other. So what about the Palestinians? And what about the innocent Palestinians? Over 50% of those people are our kids is a very young uh, community. Mm-hmm. They didn't vote for Hamas. So at what point? How many bodies? I just want to know how many bodies. So, Shar, look, I get it. But see, you got to have a ceasefire. I don't know how you get to peace without a ceasefire. Mm-hmm. And then how do we get to a permanent peace where Palestinians have self-determination? Mm-hmm. I want our viewers and listeners <clears throat> to know they don't control electricity. They don't control food. They don't control water. They don't control all of that. So how can you... Control your livelihood when you can't control the basics. Maslow's hierarchy of need is 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 in play here, Mm -hmm. and so we got to put ourselves in that place. Remember, Reverend Doctor Martin Luther King Jr. Not the only one, but he is the symbol for it. As long as he was talking about civil rights for black people, it was all good. But when the Reverend Doctor started talking about the Vietnam War, they like, "Oh, hold on, brother, Mm -hmm. hold on. Now you didn't got out your depths. Now we ain't gonna allow you to talk about that." Mm -hmm. That's the same. That's when he became a communist. That's it. That's the same thing happening right. Now, we got to stand up for humanity because that, but by the grace of God, that could be any of us. So no indiscriminate killing of Israelis, no indiscriminate killing of Palestinians. And when you hear a baby cry until you look at that baby, you don't know what their race or ethnicity Mm. is. All you know is that you're hearing a baby cry. That's real. Mm.
0: Man. Ooh. Now you, you have a, a new worker power organization called yes. We Are Somebody. We
6: are somebody. I brought you the mugs back. Yes, the mugs, mugs we're in here. I don't know what. You know what's so crazy? Sim <laughs> came in here with like four of Sim them, but never
0: put them <laughs> down. Well,
6: oh, I see it. We are
4: somebody.
6: Yes, yes we are. So-
4: Workers' rights somebody. should be conf- um, codified into legislation. Strike without fear. Rebuild the middle class.
6: Absolutely. Unions do matter. One job should be enough, too. One job should be enough. People working. I remember when I was growing up, an extra job was an extra job. Absolutely. But now an extra job is mandatory because of the way the economy is rocking. You know, CNN did a poll, and they basically asked people, you know, how you feeling about the economy. In 2020, at the height of, of COVID, people, you know, we're saying, oh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. 2023, they're not feeling good. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And you know why they're not feeling good? Despite what the economic indicators say, they're not feeling good because those safety net measures that, were, that we did during COVID. Taken away. They're gone. Mm-hmm. So people are not feeling good about the economy right now. Working class people, and I mean all working class people from all strata. Some people may be in the six-figure range and some people may be, you know, just barely making it. But, baby, we all working class unless you got a sugar mama or sugar daddy or sugar somebody. Uh, And I I don't mind having that, you know, someday. (laughs) Let me just put that out there. But I'm a working woman and I'm blessed. But working class people got to come together. And that's what We Are Somebody is about. It is a capacity-building organization for working class people, whether they're unionized or not. Because people deserve to live a good life, and you shouldn't have to be ultra wealthy to live a good life. Are you, are you pushing to change things like the forty-hour work week? Forty-hour work week, yeah. A hey, Fridays off. Um, working with a group, uh, one fair wage, ran by an extraordinary young woman. Uh, first name is Saru. I hope to have get her on the Breakfast Club, but she is. Her organization is. Next year, there'll be 13 states that they target. Five of those states will have ballot initiatives. The others of the states will have legislative initiatives. And that is to do away with the sub-minimum wage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people understand the history of the sub-minimum wage. is really to mess over black women. Mm-hmm. Break it down. Where th- that industry said black women, they don't deserve to be paid. Let them get tips. So now you got to get your money based on the largesse of somebody that's coming into the restaurant. And one thing that Saru said, what they meant for evil for black women now reverberates to everybody because now everybody in that industry, sub minimum wage, the average wage is about $2 and some change. Mm -hmm. You may live in a state where it might be a little higher, but every time we go to a restaurant, those people who are serving us our meals are depending on us to give them a tip to supplement their wages, and that should not be. So that's one example of a project that we are, somebody's gonna work on the legislative side, because if you change legislation, helping unions is a beautiful thing, it only helps those members, and that's good. If we wanna enlarge that territory, then we gotta do ballot initiatives, because laws do matter, and put laws in place that do away with the sub-minimum wage. Can you imagine somebody, as hard as them people work, only making $2 and some change.
5: That's right. That's crazy.
6: You know, and, it, and, and and I cannot believe we're still talking about this in the 21st century. Those are the kinds of things that, you know, President Joseph R. Biden and this Congress could be doing when they had the opportunity to increase the federal minimum wage from $7.25. They decided not to. You remember, they did a hard pass and they blamed it on the parliamentarian. They could have done that. That's when the Democrats controlled both chambers. Mm. And they didn't, they didn't do that. The yeah. PRO Act didn't do that. George told- Floyd didn't do that. So, yeah. I was Mm going to
5: say, so you talked about the safety net, right? And with the safety net during COVID, there was, I mean, of course, they were giving money. Uh, They were helping people out with their, whether it was car loan or or mortgage or whatever it may be. The PPP loans. PPP loans. mm -hmm. What will help people now, right? Because you look at people losing their jobs. I was telling Charlamagne earlier, one of the gaming companies just had to get rid of 1,100 people. Spotify just had to get rid of people. So many people are losing their jobs. Uh, Interest rates are at an all-time high. People can't buy houses or or, or automobiles. Uh, When you look at, Food, food costs are through the roof. If you ever look at a price of eggs or some orange juice or oh, yeah. you just normal things that people would need to survive as expensive-ish, as what would, how do people, what will people have to survive? You already said that people are not getting paid in a 40-hour work week. So what can be done? And is that the reason why people are looking for Trump and not Biden because they feel like Trump will sent out some more checks with his name on it or whatever it may be? Is, is that some of that reason?
6: I'm going to be flipped for a minute. Yes. Poor people don't need eggs. They don't get to eat eggs. You know I mean that's basically what this is coming down to eggs mm-hmm. cost more than chicken wings yeah material conditions of people have to change the motive people vote when they hopeful mm-hmm. and they ain't got nothing to hope for they're not gonna go out and vote mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what I I I believe see this is not about Trump and so this Trump derangement syndrome is just blowing my mind this is more about who has the power right now and what they're gonna do about it Yeah, you're gonna keep bringing up Trump but Trump ain't been in office for the last almost four years. Mm-hmm. So it really is up to this administration and this Congress, Democrats and Republicans. We ain't gonna let them Republicans off the hook with them. They done showed themselves to be just outright, just, just totally lost their minds. Mm-hmm. But if we put them in the parking lot, What substantive things are are Democrats doing other than blaming Trump and telling people, oh, my God, if you vote for Trump in 2024, it's going to be the worst thing ever. People living in worse times right now in this particular moment. You you asked me what would be some of the fixes. First of all, this Congress could restore the enhanced child tax credit that lifted millions of children out of poverty. We lifted them out of poverty only to catapult them right back to poverty what sense does that make it makes no sense whatsoever they could pass the pro act so that workers can organize without being uh, retaliated against by the man or the woman that runs the company store they could do those things they could cancel all student debt right now again the the treasury secretary said we got enough money for two wars where there's a war brewing right here in america Mm -hmm. against everyday working class people we need a social contract we need a humanitarian way a human rights economy and that's the kind of thing that i do at the new school as a senior fellow shout out to dr Derek hamilton we need a human rights economy and in that human rights economy it said that there are some basic things that everybody should have Healthcare is another one DJ, mm-hmm. if, if everybody had health care and it wasn't commodified it wasn't tied to a job people would do all kinds of, of creative things, mm-hmm. but they can't because it's tied to a job, underinsured and uninsured. So those are things, inject that money into the economy domestically and give people the freedom of mind and body and soul and spirit that they need and deserve.
4: I know you um you talked about uh, the middle class catching hell and you talked about hopelessness right now. Yeah. A lot of times with me, I feel like when I have the political conversations like this and voting, I have friends right now that are saying they're not gonna vote at all because mm-hmm. they're in that space that you're talking about. What do you think is like the best thing for people? Like, how do you put that aside? And and, I mean, I know it it logically makes sense. Like we need to be able to get, get out, vote, change the world and all that. But the people that you're talking about, it goes over their heads. Like they don't feel like if I vote, something's going to change. They're just tired of what they're going through right now. What do you say to those people? How do those people get that hope back to feel like if we do this, things will change local level, federal levels? Like...
6: Yeah, I get that, Lauren. I'm not one of those politicians that say, you know, you you don't have a right. People have a right to feel the way that they feel. But I would say you got to vote mad as hell. You still got to vote. Everybody should vote. But this this is especially for black people. People literally died. And we are so far removed from that generation. We don't teach it enough. You know, the don't want it taught at all. But that don't stop us from going into our black churches and doing it anyway. People literally died for it. Now, a lot of people, because Teslin, you know, would say, well, people don't want to hear that, that they died. But they did. People died. And what she means by that is sometimes that's not enough. And that's what you're saying, too, Lauren. You got to be in it to win it. The game going to happen is it going to happen to you or through you. Mm-hmm. Right. It's going to happen to you or through you. It can happen through you by you getting out there to vote. You can have a lot of impact on local elections, probably even more so than the federal level. But all elections matter. There's no such thing as an off year election. So people mad as hell. I get it. But you still need to go vote. But voting is just one part of the process. You know, when our foreparents were fighting for the vote, they understood how pivotal it was to give black people voice into Mm -hmm. who could represent them. That's just one part. We now have to take that to the next level and say, not only do you have to vote, but you got to hold these people accountable. You got to keep the score. And if they not doing what they told you they were going to do, damn lesser of the two evils. Right. Hey, I'm just going to find me another candidate and vote because as Big Mama would say, I can show you better than I can tell you. They just got to stop accepting it. So I get the frustration. Voting is just one part of making the change or being the change in your community. You got to be actively involved all the time because justice is not a destination. It is a journey. Too many people don't want to make a sacrifice. We ain't talking about, you know, being a, in a Montgomery bus boycott for 381 days. We just asking, Lord, people, can you just go to the polls and vote? Mm-hmm. That's all we ask. We ain't got them kind of auction block problems that our, our, our ancestors had. So why can't you vote and be mad?
0: Well, what if the, I, I agree with everything you're saying, but what if those people
6: say, you know what, you're right, but I want to vote conservative. Or, vote anywhere I, they want. I Which want to yeah. ha- vote independent. Vote however they want. Because, again, I believe politicians need to earn the vote. We have conservative black people, mm-hmm. and I ain't mad at it. You don't put all your eggs in one basket. We got liberal black people. I'm a little mad at that because I, I think the black bourgeoisie or, or black moderates are part of the reason that black people are catching hell. And I'm writing a book on my about damn that. Nurse. I'm they writing get a on, book about that. They get, on, my on, they they get on mine too.
5: <laughs> <laughs> they, they the
6: ones. You know, we talk a lot about the white liberal, but we don't talk about the black folks Lord, as standing in the way of black liberation. Why isn't the black caucus the main people down there saying where is mm-hmm. black people die at higher rates? Where's the universal health care? What are they doing now? I ain't talking about individual black caucus members they can bring me to smoke if they want. Cause I'll mm-hmm. bring it back to them. Mm-hmm. But where is that moral conscience? It was a time when the congressional black caucus was the moral consciousness of the Congress. But when you go to their little things, hell they bought and paid for too. sponsored by sponsored mm-hmm. by sponsored by so I, people should be able to vote for whoever the hell they want to as long as they vote. Mm-hmm. Now, it's my job, if I want you to vote for me, is to try to convince you to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a lot harder. What I'm saying is easier said than done because then big money will come in right, right and tank the whole process. Mm-hmm. We get that. But ultimately, I, as a politician or a public servant, have a role to play in that. So vote for whoever they want to vote for. Just go vote. And you say you are writing a book about? Oh, about how the black moderate. Is the biggest threat to black liberation. Damn. Oh, yeah. More than the white liberal. Because, you know, Minister Malcolm X warned us about the white liberal. Dr. King warned us about the black, about the white liberal. But we have done very little study about the impact of black moderates on black liberation. Oh, I'm, you, I'm coming for them.
0: Why do you think they uh, are stopping progress so much?
6: Because they stand in the way. Black faces in high places, they ain't standing up for nothing and they give people shields. Mm-hmm. To not do enough for black people. Mm -hmm. If you ain't standing up for your own people. just okay with being the one. That's. You preaching. No, you preaching. They
5: preaching. Mm -hmm.
6: Mm -hmm. They just so giddy about being in the damn room. They forgot Mm -hmm. why they in there. Titles Mm -hmm. are good, but purpose is better. Mm -hmm. We need purpose driven people in those rooms. Especially black. Because when. And the onus is not just on black people. But when we move. Foundations shake. The world shakes and shapes. It changes. Civil rights movement, just one of many examples of how when we move in a way that has an eye towards justice in all of its forms, everybody gets it. We got the move, especially us. Not only us, but, but especially. especially us. And if you see black people languishing, if you see a legal system that sees only black people, because uh, justice over there that y'all got over there on that, I, she ain't blind. She see us all the damn time. When you have a system that barrels down on one group of people disproportionately than anybody else, somebody got to say, this ain't right. right. And if the Congressional Black Caucus won't say, this ain't right, why didn't you pass the George Floyd Policing Act? This ain't right. Why didn't the John Lewis voting rights law pass? Or why didn't you? Why, why wasn't y'all on table? See, I get on the table, but I want people to think this is a, <laughs> this is a family show. But, you know, why, why Why aren't you doing those things? Why you ain't say gas up? The jet? Why didn't you stare uh, the shadow president down, Joe Manchin, you and say imagine. the hell to the no? You're not going to do away with the hands Child Tax Credit. I got too many poor people and, and struggling people in my district. The moral consciousness is lost. And that is what is happening. They try to guilt people into voting for people. I ain't here to guilt you to vote for nobody. Because I tell you what, if they not delivering, they got the power. I got mm-hmm. two toddlers in my life. And I have higher expectations of them than we do of these politicians. Right. Oh, they didn't have enough of, the, of a majority. But that ain't what y'all said when y'all was running in 2020. Yeah, you right. said give you the majority, you was going to make some things happen. And you didn't. What are you willing to give up? I think a lot of politicians, especially when lives and livelihoods are at stake, you need to run like you're only going to get one term. And, baby, if I was running for president and I got it, I'll be up in that piece like, hey, they ain't going to put me back in here. But I tell you what, they're going to know Nina Turner was here. Just and that's all we want woman. somebody to that's fight. It's because you're a black Lord, woman, that's though, it. it's different. It's different. They, it. running right we, we,
4: they running real lax right now. They running real
0: lax right now. And that's all we want somebody to fight. And those same black moderates will be like, ah, yeah, it's, it's Congress, it's Congress, it's Congress, Congress. Well, give Congress hell, then. That's At it. least give Congress hell on behalf of the people.
6: Because oh, I know one thing,
0: that damn Trump, say what you want. He's gonna give his people hell if they don't do his bidding. Hey,
6: yeah. And he let it be known. I mean, the difference between him is covert and overt. Mm-hmm. You That's know, right. these other politicians, they do it covertly. They they wanna be, they gonna come back at some folks. They gonna seek retribution. Trust me, I've been in the holies of holies. But Trump make it plain, I'm coming for you. Mm-hmm. So now, I, the difference between the fox and the wolf. I know how to deal with the wolf because you just told me exactly what you're gonna do in lieu of the fox. Yes, is Trump a, a neo fascist? Is fascism dangerous? Yeah, it's the difference between. Uh, knowing that you got 10 hours worth of oxygen and not knowing at all. Maybe if I know, I might be able to survive. Mm -hmm. So we got to deal with neo-fascism, but don't forget neoliberalism, meaning keeping the status quo, breeds neo-fascism. And so my party, the Democrats... Have to run like Trump is a clear and present danger and not put the onus on the voters and not try to. And don't y'all come in here shaming black people when what's going to go down in 2020 because we don't warn you. That's right. And don't put it on us because we vote overwhelmingly for Democrats come hell or high water, whether they do anything for us or our children, our children's children. And I don't think that's right either. We need to change that. But don't blame us.
0: And that's the other thing. We're not telling Biden not to run because he's losing the black vote. He's losing the vote. Oh, period. everybody. He's Young people. The
6: vote. That's right. Arab Americans, Latinos, everybody. Asian everybody. Americans. Yes. The polls show every most Americans do not want to see a rematch between these two presidents. That's right. But yet and still, they're not doing what we ask. Other leaders would bubble up to the top if they have space to do so. But when you are within the machine, so Lauren, if you were, you know, so Biden said uh, you decide you wanna run, mm-hmm. if you run, then they gonna remember that, see? And then when it comes 2028, 20, 20, 20, they gonna punish you for challenging. So that's why you have people like Newsom and some of these other, you know, governors. And, and don't get me wrong, they are not the only ones that's qualified to run. I'm just naming them because in the trajectory of things, people really see, oh, if they're a governor or a US senator, they should be the one running. If they stepped out there to run right now, then it's going to be retribution against them in 2028. What? 2028? We might not have a democracy. In I know that. Hey, we might not might even be, be here. No elections. Hell, <laughs> the world might not be Seriously. here. In That's another reason why we need to go for peace. There is a ripple effect. Those of you who play domino, you understand how when the dominoes fall, they fall. What's happening in the Middle East is happening over here. In other words, none of us are going to escape what is happening In the Middle East Or Ukraine Let's talk about The continent of Africa What's happening In the Congo Congo. See we don't talk about that What's happening in Haiti All of that Has a ripple effect On each and every One of us So that's why I want peace Peace ain't soft Mm -hmm. Peace is strong It take a lot To want to have peace I want peace So I can have some peace That's right
0: right. (laughs) Wearesomebody.org Wearesomebody.org We we appreciate you For joining us
6: I can listen to you talk All day Oh thank you Lauren I am going to go On your website and get some of you so i can you know we'll make sure you get some
5: you must you you have to change your whole wardrobe huh i
6: did oh my god dj but it was a good it was a good feeling. there you go tell you baby can i tell you how much i love y'all we yeah. love you God. and i feel that and i know that i got this Charlemagne, dj lauren i mean you you create space mm-hmm. for black people But I want to say, particularly, you create space for black women of all ages and all stages. And I love you for that. And I got to shout out my my one of my advisors, Teslin Figaro. She do it, it, don't she? Absolutely. But I I just love y'all so much. I love our people. I love all people. I love black people. And the reason why I want to see people lifted, because I want people to be able to live a good life. I think everybody should be entitled to do that systems can change, policies can change, and we got to make sure it happens. So nothing below. Happy holidays everybody. Nina Turner, ladies and
5: gentlemen. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: Wake that ass up (laughs) in the morning. The Breakfast Club. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears. Real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC.